Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Running a marathon is a very special, I don't want to even call it a sport. It just, it, it's, it's a, a pleasure in life that I am so lucky to be part of because it, it gives me a purpose to be strong mentally. It gives me a purpose to have discipline. Marathon training it's a way of life for for three to four months. And it just keeps me going to be a happy person, to be joyful, to have something to look forward to. And then when when it's over, you you can look back and, and feel I I had the strength to do that. And now I have the strength to do other challenges in my life that that face me women's running running women's running stories so my name is patty hung i live in orinda california and i am uh 77 years old, and I will be running the Boston Marathon for the 37th consecutive time. Yes, you heard right. When Patty crosses the Boston Marathon finish line this year, she will have completed 37 consecutive Boston Marathons, and that will reset the women's streak record. Patty will have run more consecutive Bostons than any other woman in the history of the Boston Marathon, breaking the record set by Andrea Hatch, who ended her streak back in 2013. And we're going to get into Patty's story in just a minute. But first, welcome to Women's Running Stories. I am Cherie Louise Turner. I am your host and producer. And this podcast is a proud member of the Evergreen Network of Podcasts. Before we get into Patty's story, I do want to remind you that coming up this weekend, Marathon Weekend on Sunday, April 16th at 1 p.m. on the live stage at the Boston Marathon Expo, I will be co-hosting a panel discussion with my two friends, Julie and Lisa, who are co-hosts of the Run Farther and Faster podcast, and we will be in conversation with three podium pioneers from the Boston Marathon. It's Marilyn Bevins, Patty Dillon, and Jacqueline Hansen. All three of these women were some of the best marathoners in the world back in the 1970s. Each one of them has stood atop the podium at the Boston Marathon, and they have each broken barriers. And we're going to get to chat with them. So I do hope you join us. It is free and open to the public. You can be a runner. You can be a fan. You can just be interested to hear from incredible women who were pushing the boundaries of running at the time when women were finally allowed to race this distance. 
They are incredible, and they have great stories to tell, so please come join us. Now on to the story at hand. If you have been a listener to Women's Running Stories, which used to be called Strides Forward, you will remember that we did our Roads to Boston series leading up to the October 2021 Boston Marathon. We told the running stories of nine women all the way up through running the Boston Marathon that year, and Patty Hung was one of them. So if her name sounds familiar, that is why, and we are updating her story and giving her her own episode in honor of this historic event. Whether or not you have listened to our Roads to Boston series, you'll want to stick around and have a listen. Patty's story is uplifting and inspirational, and she shares some wisdom about what 37-plus years of running marathons has brought to her life and why she's still going strong. A few things to know about Patty or to be reminded about Patty is that she is a retired school teacher and she taught at Miramonte High School in Northern California. And after that, she went back to nursing school and she now works as a pediatric nurse at the UCSF Benioff Children's Hospital in Oakland. Now on to this record-breaking streak that Patty has been on for 37 years now. It's worth noting that up until about five years ago, she didn't even realize that she was on track to make history here. I, I never had that uh, desire to, to beat a record. It was really, it goes back always to my family. But uh, to make a mark like running the longest number streak, it's, just, it's not so important to me that I have done this. But it's important to me to keep on running. I, you know, I just don't think think much about the streak. I think about it because people always mention it to me. But at work, they're they're always asking me, the nurses, the doctors, the patients, the families. You know, people around my neighborhood they see me and they say, "Go Boston, go Boston." But uh, the next question they all say is, "Are you going to continue running?" And I'm thinking to myself, what a silly question. <laughs> you know, just because I've done the street, I'm going to stop? No, I'm going to just keep it going as long as my body allows me to, in my mind. To have a full understanding of what has kept Patty in this sport for so long and coming back year after year after year to run the marathon, we're going to go back all the way to Patty's first experiences with sports. I was not a real qualified athlete when I was growing up. I, I grew up in Boston. I went to a parochial girls high school. The only sport that we had was uh, basketball. So I didn't really join any club sports. I started running when I was probably uh, in my late 30s. And one day I was, I was living in Oakland at the time, and I was sitting around a beautiful Lake Merritt in Oakland, and I was watching these people run past me, and the lake is about three miles around, and I did have some kind of athletic shoes on, and I said, you know what, I, I think I'm gonna try this. So I got up, started running, ran around the lake, and I'm going to cry because I've never stopped running since then. 
So um, I just really loved it. And then I got into the 10K races and, and really liked that. And I was doing pretty well, not really much of a star, but kind of always having a goal to beat my own record. And that was kind of cool. So I then started thinking about, well, maybe I could go a little bit further than a 10K and go into a 13-mile run. And and then I had a situation in my life where I got divorced and uh, my life was pretty much in uh, disarray. I wanted to get, I, I wanted a purpose in my life so I could help my own psyche get through the challenges of um, being a mom with three young children, no no husband, and I was teaching at the time. And I wanted something that would challenge me to be strong in my mind and have a purpose. And I decided I'm going to run the Boston Marathon. And living and growing up in Boston, it was something that I thought that that will help me get through my challenges in life. And I thought, okay, this, this is it. This is your time, Patty. And so my challenge was, I gotta, I have to qualify. So there I started thinking very seriously. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the California International Marathon and I'm gonna get into Boston. So I did. I had to run a 3.20, three hour 20 mar- marathon, and I did it. And it, it was like a miracle because I, I bettered my, my marathon by about a half hour. And I, I was in, it was the most glorious thing. I'm from Polish background and all my family's from Boston. My mom was, a, was one of seven children. I have my cousins, my aunts, my uncles, my my mom's family was all there and i wanted to run not only for myself and all my challenges that were happening but i wanted to run for them i wanted to go back to boston's and say to them listen i'm going to do this this year and i'm going to try to do it every year so we can connect and maybe some of you will run in the boston marathon with me and that also happened. So as the years started, my cousin Jackie started running, and he got into Boston through a charity organization, through the leukemia organization. And then as his family started growing up, what his daughter started running with me, and my sons started running with me. And then people who were my family were all now running with me in Boston. And then just it just kept escalating to be a big family thing. And then when I was teaching at Miramani High School, a few of my students started running Boston. And of course, I had all these Boston Marathon uh, bibs on my walls in my classroom, and that inspired a lot of kids seeing, oh my gosh, you know, we're in the track, we're in cross country, maybe we could do that. Families have a lot going on. 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And what keeps me coming back is my family. It, um, I get kind of choked up because they're, they're the best. And just I had these aunts that were like my mo- second moms. I had three special aunts who would come to the marathon and to the point where we were wheeling a couple of them in wheelchairs. They would always meet me at Ma 13 or, or on the top of Heartbreak Hill, just howling and just cheering me on. And, and many of my, much of my family, my aunts and uncles have passed away, but my cousins are all there for me. My sons are there for me, and they, they are now my coaches. They make me feel that I still can do this. Patty has had that unwavering support of her family, and she's developed a rock-solid discipline over the years. She's also had the great fortune of never having a running injury. I know, it's pretty incredible. But over the course of these three and a half plus decades, Patty has had a couple of occasions where keeping this streak alive became extra challenging. Yes, I had two experiences. Uh, One, when um, I had some gastroenteritis issue, my uh, some kind of viral flu, or I, I don't know what it was, but I was sick the night before the marathon. And uh, my aunt was so, my aunt was also a nurse and she was just taking care of me like a baby. And uh, I woke up that morning with nothing in my stomach, uh, feeling not so great, but I I could walk. (laughs) And so I said, I'm going to do this, Auntie Rose. I'm going to do this. And then there was another time when I was a month and a half away from the race and I fell and opened my knee. I had about 14 stitches in my knee. And I thought, oh man, this is not going to stop me. It is not going to stop me. So I I took about two weeks off and just got back on the road and started walking fast and a little bit of jogging and then a little bit more running. And I was able to run the race. So that was another, another time when I thought this this is pretty tricky. But people who run and have stopped running will say, oh, my knees gave out. Oh, my, my calves or this or that, my back, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't have those issues. I, I am so lucky. I am so lucky. I, I have the genes in my legs that bring me through this race every year. So that's been a wonderful wonderful thing. I mean, of course, physically, you have to have the healthy body to run pavement up on the trail to keep your body going. A lot of it is mental. I I think eating healthy is important, exercising, 
in other ways. I do a lot of hiking, of course, with the dogs. That has brought me to another level of exercise that I didn't do before I had the dogs. So I, after I work, uh, I work, I'm a night shift nurse. And when, when I come home, I've got these two dogs looking at me saying, you're home, you're home, let's go out, let's go out. And I'm thinking, uh, I just, I just worked eight hours. <laughs> but I get out there, I drink my coffee and get out there with them on the trail and they run and they make me feel so happy. And then we all go to sleep after that. But, but sleep is important. Also, I want to remind, remind you and myself, I get a lot of good sleep. And sleep has really taken care of me during these uh, older years of my life. What do we say? The ADLs, right? Activities of daily living have kept me going. Good, healthy ADLs. And uh, although I, I, don't, I have the energy to continue running, the stamina, I'm just, I just don't run the pace that I did. I'm running much slower. I can feel it on my track workouts, definitely on my long runs. So the thing that has changed is the pace, but not, not, I feel very strong. I, I never question, oh, I can't do this anymore. I, I never questioned that. Never. It was always, I got this. And I, again, when you have family out there, you're not just running for yourself. You're running for them. And you've got, I've got four or five six people at the end of the race, as many other people runners do, waiting for me to cheer me on and to congratulate me, and I'm not going to let them down. As much as the marathon is a solo adventure, it is rarely something we do truly alone. And in the end, it is rarely only about running. The purpose of running the Boston Marathon was no longer to just run the marathon, but it was to have a purpose in life. It was having the discipline of this challenge every year. It was the, the purpose of being with my family and sharing all of this excitement with my family. So all of that made me want to do it again and again and again. And here I am at 37. Here I am at 37. I mean, it is absolutely incredible. Patty, we are so excited to cheer you on this year and for as many years as you decide to come back and run the Boston Marathon. And I want to thank Patty once again for coming on the show. She has been so generous with her time and sharing her story. Thank you so much, Patty. And that does bring us to the end of our episode. Thank you so much for being here. I always appreciate you coming and listening. And I also appreciate you sharing the show. If you know someone else who you think might enjoy this show, I would really appreciate it if you shared it with them. And also if you subscribe and please come back. I also welcome you to join us at the Expo event. Again, it is Sunday, April 16th at 1 p.m., 
on the live stage at the Boston Marathon Expo. It's going to be a great panel. And in fact, all the panels that day are really outstanding. So if you can make the time, I would encourage you to come for all the live panels that day. If you are running Boston, I wish you the best of luck. Please enjoy the crowds. Have a great time. I hope you run well, but more than anything, I just hope you enjoy yourself. If you will be there cheering people on, thank you so much. Your cheers are what make the Boston Marathon so incredibly special. And that will do it for me. Until next time, I am Cherie Louise Turner, wishing you healthy, happy strides forward. Women's running, running, women's running, running stories. Hear Her Sports is a podcast for everyone who loves stories by and about women striving to improve and make a difference in their lives. I am your host, Elizabeth Emery, a former professional cyclist. In every episode, I introduce a female athlete or woman in the business of sport through a thoughtful conversation about who they are and the terrific work they're doing. My guests and I explore the glorious and frustrating issues in sports, history, equity, training, nutrition, and so much more. Join us for inspiration, for community, and for love of being a strong athletic woman.